We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots huge on the line dancing floor that's amazing oh yeah so you can really smack the floor and swing around you need cowboy boots yeah i didn't get cowboy boots i got chelsea boots but they're great they're brown oh my god i can't wait to see them they're just i like taking them on and off they're so lovely they're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacovas is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of the Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacova's.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the new series Dynasty, premiering next Wednesday, October 11th at 9 8 Central on the CW. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I am Bobby Finger. And if you don't recognize my voice, it's because I'm a little sick, so I sound like a sexier version of myself. What do you think it is? Do you think it's sickness or allergies, like a cold? I had like a tickle in my throat. You know when you like have that throat thing where you swallow, but you still feel like there's stuff to swallow? Yeah. I have that. And then I woke up this oh. morning with kind of this voice, like this version of me, which is great for like a sex phone line, but not great for Who Weekly or literally anything else that I have to do in my life, including our show this week in Los Angeles, which is going to be, hopefully I don't die before then, you know? Yeah, I know. Um, that reminds me, I should get a flu shot this week, I think. <laughs> that reminds me. Like, yikes. <laughs> But I feel fine. I just, my throat is is the is the problem. But I soldier on for the sake of the podcast because, you know, I know what's important in my life and yeah. I make sacrifices. Um, not that I want to open with a lot of uh, unnecessary banter, especially non-who related banter. do. You always do. Yeah. But I was, that reminds me, yesterday I was in the coffee shop and this woman, the woman who was sitting across from me, she was working on her own. She was working individually and then. I guess her friend showed up and was like, oh, my God, hey, like Molly, whatever her name was. And the woman across from me started talking and her voice sounded a little hoarse and she sounded sick. And so her friend was like, oh, my God, are you sick? You sound sick. And then the woman said, no, 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 I'm not sick. Um, I think I'm just allergic to cats again. <laughs> 
And I was like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. And I don't think that's true. Wait, she's allergic to cats again. Again. Cats. Ellipsis. Again. Well, <laughs> allergies can allergies can come and go, I think. You know, because you have like adult onset allergies. That's a thing. I feel like, I mean, allergies are just such a weird gray area that I just don't trust anything when it comes to allergies. I do not trust what people say about their own allergies. I do not trust myself with allergies. I do not trust doctors when it comes to them because it's like, who knows? I mean, I know that when I come near your cats, I want to die. So I must be allergic to them. Yeah, but would one day you're just not and then the next day you are? Well, I don't think that's one how day allergies I, work. But, but, but I wasn't allergic to them before a certain period in my life. I could touch cats and play with cats. And now I'm allergic to them. So I think there's... Now we're going to get like a doctor calling and being like, allergies come and go. But yeah. what I'm telling you is I know that there's such, such thing as like getting allergies later in life. Yeah. And again, yeah, allergists do not call in unless you have a scoop about Rita Ora because I don't need to hear this. <laughs> I just wanted to bring it up because I've never heard. I think I'm allergic to cats again. Um, it I, is funny if it that it would be like a passing thing. Again, like it's back. <laughs> like it. It returns every 27 years. I'm confused as why your voice would be hoarse if you from allergies. That seems like a weird. I think she just had a cold and didn't want to say she had a cold. Because you know, whenever you have a cold, it's like you've got a scarlet letter and no one wants to be around you. That's not true. That's only just you. That's only just you with people who have colds. Then it's just me. (laughs) I don't want to be around sick people. I don't want to be around you in L.A. If you're sick, (laughs) take some Zycam. I'll bring you some Zycam. That's what I always take the moment I get fucking Zycam. The moment I get the tickle in my throat, I take Zycam. And also, again, people are going to call in and say that Zycam is bogus. Listen, placebo effect or not, I like it. Okay, great. Now that we've literally aired our grievances. Yeah. Um, Speaking of things, (laughs) speaking of things Bobby doesn't like, here's a call about the Pioneer Woman. Hey, Bobby and Lindsay. I had to pause because, um, oh my God, Pioneer Woman is just like of like early blogger drama there were like lots of hate blogs about her but honestly like the thing I really remember is the time that she once wrote an entire essay about how having a black grandfather made her really special and then said just kidding turns out he wasn't black he was just a really tan white dude and she had gone around in her white neighborhood telling everyone she had a black grandfather and being really proud of it. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think that's like literally the whitest thing I have, I had ever read on the internet at that point. Um, it's like scrubbed from the internet right now. Sorry, this is really confused. This just like gave me a huge flashback to like early 2000s internet, dra- um, internet blogger drama. Uh, good for Bella Thorne. Bye. Uh, interesting backstory for the pioneer woman. I cl- I tried clicking on the story, so <laughs> you went to find it. Well, I went to find it, and it is gone. It's not on her. It's not on her website. But apparently, there's a line that says there were there were two whole distinct races of people, two separate histories pumping through my veins. I watched Roots and swelled with pride. I smiled knowingly at Viola, our black housekeeper. So. Again, this is not verified because I can't click on it and see it. But apparently there was at one point in time a Pioneer Woman link that was thepioneerwoman.com slash confessions slash I underscore had underscore a underscore black underscore G, presumably black grandfather. Oh, fuck G. 
so <laughs> of like <black> jeans. <laughs> so there are all these stories. If you look it up, like you can't you can't find the primary source. Like you cannot find the article, but you can find plenty of people talking. Like this just proves that you cannot be a blogger for so long without having whatever problematic part of you somehow seeps out in like the eight years that you're a blogger. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just. It's any, no matter how buttoned up you think you are, there is going to be something that you do on this blog. If you are blogging every day or whatever, that comes through and bites you in the ass and deservedly, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So oh, there, right, here's a, here's a woman. Um, oh, Oshita. I've never heard of her. Um, Oshita Moore wrote about this in 2013 in an article called, Oh honey, come here. I think your privilege is showing. And it's about her experience of like, watching the pioneer woman and then finding this article on her website and she uses some of the same quotes so i'm assuming it everything appears to prove that this article did it in fact exist but when you click on this it now it thing goes to make up when you click on it now it just gets a 404 error that goes error 404 whoops and then it's a picture of lad on his ass <laughs> <laughs> oh silly old lad it goes whoops <laughs> Yeah, that's like that's the noise you make like with a slide whistle after you find out that the pioneer woman wrote about having a black grandpa when she didn't actually have a black grandpa. I will say most of our listeners that I saw throughout places were actually quite mad at us for she for slandering the pioneer woman. People I love knew her. People loved her. Right. Um, and people love her food. Should I play this other call? I feel like Please, this I wanna it. give a I wanna give a balanced Fair and balanced. Oh, God. Okay. I just want to be balanced. I did not know about... Also, I learned a new thing about the pioneer woman that we didn't know. Do you know her real name is Anne Marie? Oh, yeah. We found out because someone called in about it. Yeah. Like Anne Marie. Like re Anne Marie. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Bobby. It's your biggest black fan here in Texas. So today sucks because it's October 2nd and everything that's happened in Vegas. I woke up to that this morning and... Immediately needed to decompress after hearing your favorite president, Trump. But um, listen to the podcast, listen to you guys, to only hear you go off on my favorite. I love Reed Drummond. I know she has no charisma, but her food is delicious, let me tell you. I make one of her meals at least once a week. My little kids who are seven and three gobble it up. They, they don't eat a lot. You know, they're picky eaters, but um, anything by Reed Drummond, I can get both my husband and my kids to eat. So it's a win. And you guys are just going off on her. And my heart is breaking. I know she has no charisma. I know she is um, just very basic and vanilla, but her food is delicious. You should try it. I would suggest the silly cheesesteaks. If you're feeling really adventurous, the Cajun chicken pasta. Or her lasagna is amazing. But, you know, thanks for providing a little bit of chuckles on this uh, very, very dire day. Have a good one, you guys. Uh, good form, Bella Thorne. Also, I, 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 tried to, I tried to say this in, in Monday's episode. I do understand that Ree's food is good. Like, I watch it. It's fun to watch because, like, the food looks good. Like, I watched an episode last night. Again, I'm a freaking nightmare. <laughs> I watched an episode last night about... 
uh, street tacos because her daughter Alex, no, no. her daughter she Alex, did not make just street got, tacos. Her daughter Alex just came back um, from her first year at college in Texas, but they didn't say what city in Texas. It was very weird. They refused to mention the college, I guess, to keep her privacy. They refused to mention her college or the name in Texas. Just that she goes to college in Texas and it's obsessed with street tacos. So she did street taco night for the cousins, um, and they looked really good. I just hate listening to her voice. I mean, she wouldn't have got... The food is the first thing that is... Has to be good. Like, has to be vetted. You know, clearly, this woman wouldn't be successful if the food wasn't good and easy to make for people. I just feel like the barrier to entry. Like, if if you're good at food and making aesthetically pleasing food, you have a food blog or cookbooks. But if the barrier to entry to turning that into a tv career is being good on camera and she somehow i don't know she somehow crossed that barrier without the skills and i'm sort of impressed by her and now she's gonna have a really successful walmart line and you can't watch you can't stop watching i can't stop watching it i dvr guys listen i'm helping her ratings just okay we're moving on from Anne marie Uh, (laughs) and we've got a we've got a 404 error on the rest of our Anne marie conversations Chicken quesadillas with a great pico de gallo on the side make a perfect, super fast supper when Lad and the boys get home from football practice. Really good. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby, it's Spencer in LA. Um, This is about two thems, just to comment on your recent episode. Shania Twain definitely has not met Brad Pitt, and he probably wouldn't be able to throw a photo off with her because pretty sure she meant what she was saying that he did not impress her and that don't impress me much. I think the lyric was referencing when Brad and Gwyneth Paltrow were dating and he had like naked paparazzi photos that were published in a tabloid and he sued the tabloid. Um, and it was like this big scandal. I think he actually ended up winning um, the case, but, um, I guess she, like, her whole story was, like, she was baking cookies or hanging out with a friend, and there were, like, you know, tabloids out, and she, you know, everyone was talking about it, and she was like, I don't get it. Like, he's not that impressive to me. So, anyway, that's the story you shouldn't know, and um, hopefully I will see slash hear you guys at the show in Los Angeles. All right. Good one, Bella Thorne. Um, love that call. See you in LA. That is a great call. <laughs> That's a really great call. Um, and uh, But I want to say I'm mostly just excited that she promoted our show at the end of it. Great. Good for you, No, Paula. that's that's what I was referring to also. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is a great call. Really good um, Shania Twain, Brad Pitt information. I don't remember that story, but me I'm either. not... It doesn't surprise me. So I guess basically... He had naked photos. People were asking, tabloids were asking other celebrities mm-hmm. about the photos in just the way that they do. Mm-hmm. And she said, I don't even get what the big deal is. Like, he's not impressive. Is that what she, is that I it? Got, I mean, that's how I interpreted uh, it. All right. I refuse to Google. The There was a scandal of uh, him and Gwyneth where there were naked photos of them. Okay. <laughs> and this was like all the rage, right? And so... I just thought, well, I don't know what all the fuss is about. And this is where I got his, this is what I, where I took it from. I'm like, well, that don't impress me much. I mean, what is all the fuss? We see, we see people naked every day. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby, uh, long time, long time. So 
the other day when Hugh Hefner died, my husband was like, okay, I have a theory that Josh Gad is going to comment on Twitter about Hugh Hefner dying. And I was like, that's not a theory. And also, what? And, like, my husband is really obsessed with uh, celebrity deaths, and I guess he Googles, like, whenever a celebrity dies, and he noticed that Josh Gad is, like, as soon as a celebrity dies, he comments on it. Like, he was like, Debbie Reynolds, like, every single, he he made me a list of, like, every single celebrity that Josh Gad comments on, and he does it really quickly after they die. And he even, like, commented on, like, Fidel Castro dying and was like, it would be interesting to see what happens to Cuba after, you know, since he just died. And I guess he does it to, like, get on, you know, mentions of, you know, when people, like, round up tweets of celebrities tweeting about other celebrities dying. Um, so my question is, one, is Josh Gatta who? I think you've talked about it before. But, and also... Um, can you talk a little bit more about this hooey behavior of just tweeting about celebrities dying obsessively to, like, get on the news? Uh, that's it. Good form, Bella Thorne. Oh, this is the most... You've found an amazing thing. You've found an amazing thing. An amazing thing. I'm so impressed. This is unbelievable. So I just searched the moment as, as, so... It's spot on what she's saying. That's totally what he's doing. It must be about how he will get put in every single roundup of celebrities react to blank's death. Because if you search on Google, in quote, celebrities react and then death and then at Josh Gad, you will get, you will get celebrities react, celebrities react to Jerry Lewis's death. Celebrities react to Martin Landau's death. Celebrities react to Carrie Fisher's death. Christopher Lee's, Jerry Lewis, Mary Tyler Moore, Leonard Cohen, Florence Henderson. Fidel no. Castro, oh, Debbie Reynolds, uh, who is this? Bill Paxton, he is on all of these. No. Alan Thicke, he's on all of these. He's on all of the roundups. He has, I will say I have a little bit of an issue with this theory, though. He has not tweeted about Tom Petty yet because he's busy tweeting about other guys, things that are. Guys, he was in other Celebrities things. React to Cory Monteith's death in 2013. No. <laughs> Wait, what? how did he react? He wrote, let's scroll down. Josh Gad. He wrote. What did he say? R.I.P. Corey Monteith. Gone way too soon. What? That's what he wrote. How? What? He's he's uh he's everywhere. I mean that's uh, I gotta give him credit. I mean I feel like I can't. That's a smart. I'm just saying that's that a is a move to get yourself in the news. That's a publicity algorithm that I hadn't even thought of. So like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I'm we're the most cynical about these things, and we didn't even think that you could do that or even uh, realize that that was a con and yet here is josh gad and it is doing it immune to criticism i mean it's admiration recognition respect yeah i mean yeah this isn't (laughs) this isn't a criticism this isn't a criticism we're not criticizing him no and, and please don't you don't need to point out people mourning other celebrity celebrities mourning celebrities on twitter that's a weird like let them like that's fine that doesn't need Mm -hmm. that's not like a hooey thing it's just if this is the case that josh gad is doing this with this in mind you know got it hats off to him a fedora what did he say about florence henderson florence henderson josh gad let's see let's see what he said what'd he say 
I mean, he doesn't know these Mrs. people, right? Brady, Mrs. Brady was a mother to us all, says Josh Gad. Mm, is Josh Gad a who or them? I think he's a who. We've talked about this. He's a who. We talked about this yeah. like early on, like in the first, probably the first hundred episodes. He hasn't tweeted about Tom Petty. He hasn't tweeted in 14 hours. So I think it might be, by the time this episode is published, I think we'll have seen a Josh Gad RIP Tom Petty tweet. Also, by the way, RIP Tom Petty. I mean, yeah. R.I.P. Tom Petty. I will only, you know, mourn Tom Petty's death through a Josh Gad tweet. So until Josh Gad tweets, I am unable to, you know, really process yeah, this. I, under- I understand what you're saying. Moving on. Thank you. Hi, Haliqui. First time. Oh, no, it isn't. Okay. <laughs> Second time, long time. Um, my roommate and I are just sitting here thinking about Mandy Moore. Question number one. Is she a who? I think she's a them. Question number two, did her hair color change around the time of Walk to Remember change everything for her? And follow-up question, who are some other celebrities who dyed their hair in order to further their careers? Um, yeah. Anyway, big fan. Thorn, I can't think of this catchphrase right now. Oh, my God. Okay. Bye. Okay. So after this call, I feel... I sort of vaguely remembered that Mandy Moore has commented on this in the past, and she has. Um, vaguely remembered. So it was a quote to remember when you think about it. No. So in, remember uh, at the beginning of the year, because A Walk to Remember came out in January 2002, there was so much Walk to Remember content. And everyone's yeah, asking was Mandy Moore horrendous. about A Walk to Remember. And no one cared about that movie. I'm sorry. It was not that big of a movie no, it, it came really out in wasn't. january it wasn't good so it, but, but doesn't matter it wasn't even that big of a cult like it, it people are treating it like there's this huge cult right. classic and it's just not it wasn't it's no. not in terms of and it was i feel like it was like pretty maligned when it came out it wasn't like the notebook that was just like instantly iconic or mm-hmm. like in terms of mm-hmm. nicholas sparks rom drums mm-hmm. anyway so she was asked about this in uh at, upon the occasion of 15th anniversary of a walk to remember because she dyed her hair for it and she was a blonde and like the candy video and all her other shit she was a blonde and so she says it came at a time in my life when i was only seen from the pop music landscape and through that lens there was a real significance to coloring my hair as silly as it sounds there was a real significance in the way people saw me but also in the way i carried myself and that i saw myself it was the last little piece of the puzzle i think i think in terms of getting into character And then she says, um, and then Shane West said, I remember that Mandy was very nervous about dyeing her hair. It's amazing how it really changed her life. (laughs) Wow, Shane West. So, I mean, according to Shane West and Mandy Moore, people who would know, uh, yeah, the hair color turned her into a them, basically. I mean, let's not lie. The original, the dye job for the movie is like, let's take a girl who's like, pretty blonde pretty and then make her brunette less pretty make her like homely. mousy make her home right right still pretty but has brown hair so less pretty or whatever <laughs> um i get what she's saying it's like people no, saw yeah. her as a singer and then she wanted to be an actress so she dyed her hair bl- and brown and never looked back she wanted to be an actress i'm an actress What's really now, funny so is this horrendous article um says did you hear did you read the end my favorite they always have to do this they say it's pretty hard to imagine Rebecca Pearson, Moore's This Is Us character, as a blonde, or having any other hair color, really. But never say never. The show has recently renewed, been renewed for two more seasons, so there's plenty of time for her to experiment with her do. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, her character is half an old face. Like, this is, like, what, what, you want her to go blonde? Do you want the old version of Mandy Moore to go blonde yeah. on This Is Us? Or the young version of Mandy Moore to go blonde? Anyways, um, it's funny that you brought up the question, are there other actors who've gone from, like, who to them with hair dye jobs? Mm-hmm. And I would say Emma Stone is one of them. <laughs> Okay, well, I was going to say Amy Adams, because Amy Adams has talked about this. Do you remember that? These are two redheads who went from not redhead to redhead yeah. who got defined by red hair. I mean, yeah. Emma Amy Stone Adams is, is like a Amy blonde Adams is, or something. Amy Adams is not a redhead, natural. Um, what she's is a strawberry her, blonde. Real, yeah. And she has okay. talked about it, and she dyed her hair because she wasn't getting roles as a blonde. And she says, quote, the minute I went red, I was quirky and fun instead of flirtatious and dumb. So she says I mean, it was that's great. Real. But in all seriousness, it's just hair color. But it's like, Amy, you just explained that changing your hair color changed the types of movies you were offered. Yeah. And um, Emma Stone always talks about how she was blonde and went, she went redhead and mm-hmm. got more roles. I mean, this is weird because it's both two redhead women. But mm-hmm. I think there's been other blonde to brunette or brunette to blondes that have changed the perception of them as Mandy Moore said and got them more jobs or changed you know but I'm trying to think of I can't really think of who but there's a lot I mean there's a lot that's just two here's an amazing business insider story um that was actually cross-posted from uh our faves at Britain Co classic the headline is Emma Stone changed her hair color and it looks amazing and then The Business Insider Summary, three bullet points. Bullet point one, actress Emma Stone no longer has strawberry blonde hair. Bullet point number two, she recently made the switch back to light blonde hair. Bullet point number three, some are now questioning if her decision was due to an upcoming acting role. Amazing. Oh, you know whose hair color changed their career too? Who? Uh, Zoe Deschanel. (laughs) Wait, what was it before? She was was a blonde in, in Elf. And then she went brunette and the bangs. And that was like, oh, look, she's like, now she's like Zoe Deschanel, like the way that she's meant to be or whatever. And people became obsessed with her. I'm telling you, it's very. So her natural hair color is not brunette. No, I think she's naturally a blonde or she went blonde and then back to brunette. I don't know. Please don't uh, quote me on that. But also, I think um, Gossip Girl, Blake, uh, not Blake Lively, Blake Lively's I think Blake Lively is a brunette, but I think Leighton Meester is a blonde and they switched hair colors so that, you know, Blair would be the brunette and Serena would be the blonde, like to to go with the plot line or whatever. I mean, there's there's many of these little tricks and things, but it is interesting to to say that like someone got famous because of their hair color. But I do believe the Amy Adams thing because that seems real. And also isn't her whole journey that she got like famous later in life. So she yeah. basically had tried everything and she tried everything. Yeah. <laughs> she tried everything. And you know what? She <laughs> still she doesn't still have that Oscar. Win. She still can't win the Oscar. I was just going to say Amy that Adams, she'll never get, Amy she'll Adams never gets get no the respect. Oscar. Amy Adams won't get an Oscar until she's 85. And guess what? I will be making a themed meal for it. Do you think her hair will be, will be red still then or do you think she'll do you think she'll say gray gray hair changed my life she'll say gray got me the oscar gray hair got me the oscar hi lindsay and bobby so i haven't listened to the most recent episode of food weekly so i'm sorry if you've already covered this but i just need to talk about bella thorne and tana mojo um tana is like a pretty popular youtuber who's like really famous for her well not really famous really famous for youtube for her outrageous, like, stories and whatever, and she does, like, tours and whatnot. Um, and she's definitely, like, a YouTube 
them, but real life too. Um, and recently she did a story time about her and Bella and Scott Disick and how Bella was like preventing her from hitting on Scott just to get a party or something. And so now, like a week or two ago, they met at a few music festival and they've been snapping and Instagramming and whatever all over the place. Um, and like there was a tweet that Black Bear posted that said that he wanted to flag information about them that's irrelevant. And then Bella said, oh, well, you didn't think we were irrelevant when you were talking about a threesome with us 30 minutes ago. And it's just so insanely ridiculous. Um, but what I want to know is, like, how real you think this is. Because for Bella, this doesn't make sense because she is doing this with a nobody. Obviously, for Tana, it makes sense because she can go into, like, real-life fandom. But, yeah, I just want to know your opinion. Anyway, good form, Bella Thorne, I guess. Bye. What more is there to say than I don't believe it? It's not real. I mean, go with your gut. It's not real. It's not real. (laughs) You know? Um... I think you pretty much explained the whole thing. There's a popular YouTuber who's famous for her famous. Again, you also corrected yourself. Who's known <laughs> for her story times, which is like a, tr- a trope on YouTube where you mm-hmm. tell a really crazy story. Uh, and she tweeted about wanting to uh, date Bella Thorne and Bella Thorne, who's never, you know, one to back down from a challenge said, sure, why not? Uh, and then we, you know, was spotted kissing her and hanging out with her. Do I think that they are hanging out and friends? Cause like, whatever, they seem to be the same type of person for sure. Do I think they're dating? No, like, no, obviously no. no. Um, the funny thing is this is all happening while Scott Disick is like having a weirdly like romantic relationship with Sophia not romantic but like he's they're trying to portray that they're having this amazing romantic relationship yeah. have you seen all like these, more and more content like way too many uh photos of them like holding hands and cuddling it's like very atypical for Scott something is up I don't know I mean it's just it's always sus meanwhile keeping up with the Kardashians came back last weekend this past weekend like the new season and they did like this week, this year on this season on Kimmy of the Kardashians, and of course Scott's involved, and it's just the normal plotline for him where like he sucks, and they all like actually hate him, <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically. Um, Next but call. yes, yeah, please, please, please. I've tried calling like three times, and I think my phone is breaking. Anyway, um, I'm procrastinating doing some work, and I stumbled upon this E News Instagram, and it's the SNL after party in this weekend and it's Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendez because he hosted I'm pretty sure and then a selfie of Leslie Jones and Beyonce a selfie of Leslie Jones and Jay-Z Alicia Keys looking crazy and Swiss Beats and then the last picture isn't a picture of them together but it's like a split screen of Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost who's one of the Weekend Update hosts um and I guess they're together now, which is really weird because I think she's a total them and he's like a pretty big who, like even by SNL standards, I think he's a pretty big who. It kind of reminds me of like Chris Evans dating Jenny Slate because he's a huge them. But she's funny. So it's like, does not matter that she's not that famous? It's like, that's what's happening here. I don't know. Good form, Bella Thorne. So, first of all, <laughs> before, before we get into the actual question, I, I went to the article or I assume there's several articles that are identical to the one that the caller described, but I went to E! News to see the photo of Alicia Keys, quote, looking crazy, just to see what this caller actually I mean. meant by it. And turns out Alicia Keys <laughs> looks crazy. <laughs> she's wearing, 
she's wearing um a long like a long what do you call those dusters the long coats like leather pants she looks really cool like a cool styling but her <laughs> she has like um her braids neon braids her braids are neon and so they're bright orange and bright neon red neon pink and they look she looks crazy really crazy like it looks it looks crazy i don't know i don't know how else to describe it and she's like with swiss beats and he's just like looks normal and then there's alicia Keys with her crazy hair and to get back to the question um colin jost scrooge johansson they've been rumored to be a thing for a really really long time the thing about this that's sort of define long time though what a year like a few months months? a few months six months um since she was promoting uh Ghost in the Shell on SNL, which I think was like March ish. That's right. when the rumor started, right. and then they, then they were, then they would be in page six a lot, where it's like they went out to you know the Spotted Pig together, and then they were then Scarlett Johansson started being seen with someone else, and so it's sort of. I hate the press around their relationship because it's so like this schlubby guy got this hot movie star. It's like he's not schlubby; he's the whitest bro jock frat bro, bro harvard dude yeah. frat bro that is dating someone who actually he would this is not an unusual relationship it's just that he's a tv comedian and she's a movie star and that's why people like are so you know blown away by their relation well, by, by their physically relationship. physically to be as um shallow as possible when you yeah, look at a side by side of their faces together, you're like, "Oh, they're a perfect match." <laughs> <laughs> they're an absolute like they're a perfect match, and you and you kind of roll your eyes. It's just like, it's just very obvious. It's just funny to me the the like, oh, it's like Jenny Slate and Chris Evans, who I also thought were weirdly perfectly suited for each other mm-hmm. when I when right. I kind of thought about it. It made sense to me, but also she's, I don't know. It's too classically, two very classically good looking people like with like, like traditionally good looking features are fucking like big whoop. Colin Jost, whatever. We can talk about Colin Jost for a long time. I guess Eddie Slate and Chris Evans was a little bit more interesting because he was more like the all American and she felt a little bit more like alt because she, yeah. like, you know, is more of like, yeah, yeah. She's more like a, you know, creative, different type of person. And yeah. he felt so like white bread, even if that's not actually the type of person he is in real life, mm-hmm. the way that we know him to be is that way. So it's a little yeah. bit different. These two, it's like, oof, like, duh, who cares? You yeah. know, this two, is the most two duh. very well sculpted pieces of white bread. What I love though is when did he mention that she like sat in the car last at the party? That oh was, yeah, there are like photos of her like waiting for him. There are in the photos car. of her waiting in the car, and he's like coming out with his. I'm like, sorry if Beyonce is at the party and you're waiting in the car, you're a fucking asshole. Like that is unacceptable, right? Yeah, they're also really the photos of I love Leslie Jones's shamelessness is just like the most charming thing in the universe. <laughs> I know, but it's great because it's like her brand now, so people yeah, want she's to just take like, hey Beyonce selfie, like, hey Beyonce, here's terrible lighting, and Beyonce's just like, okay, whatever. I mean, it's true. I just, I just love that Scarlett Johansson's waiting in the car. I mean, e- even if she, even if those photos are not accurate, maybe she wasn't even waiting in the car. Maybe she was waiting in the car for a second, and then went in. I love that there's no proof of her at the party. She's literally like, go in, do ten minutes. I'll be in the car getting photographed. Uh, while you like hang out with Beyonce, I'm good. I've you know I'm over it. Uh, I wonder Love if it. pretty soon Colin Jost will be spotted at Scarlett's popcorn shop in Paris. 
Oh my god, the popcorn shop. Who's what's taking it called? care of the like, popcorn wee, wee. shop? Like, what's it called? Like, oh, oh, <laughs> le, le, le pop. Oh, yummy pop. It's called yummy pop. <laughs> is that really what it's called or you just made that up? Wee, wee, le pop. No, it's called yummy pop. Yummy pop. Is that French? It's not French. Yummy. You have to, if you say it like a French person, yummy pop. Yeah, then it's French. <laughs> yummy pop. The bags say, the future will be pop. Scar- Scarlett's Listen. poor ex-husband is just taking working at a popcorn shop in France. <laughs> like, like looking at paparazzi photos of her and her new young boyfriend being like, oh, oh Zutalor. This, this article <sighs> on Hollywood Reporter about yummy pop. Um, the Stop. opening of the shop the opening of the shop fits right in with the Americanization of Paris's food culture. Yummy Pop sits across the street in the popular Marais district from a hot dog stand, burger joints, barbecue, and anything Brooklyn themed, as they've all been all the rage recently. There's even a fried chicken and waffles bar. How are those Brooklyn themed? Just foods. Just foods. <laughs> Yummy Pop. I love the photos of her behind the counter working at Yummy Pop. I just I love I love that like they were married and then he, they open a popcorn shop and she's like I don't want this popcorn life I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Paris was not as glamorous as I was as I was promised. Paris can wait. <laughs> no. <laughs> the caption on the lead image of this Hollywood Reporter article that's just the facade of Yummy Pop is Scarlett Johansson's Yummy Pop. <laughs> it's endlessly funny to me. He's like Scarlett. I never get attention for my contributions to Yummy Pop, and I'm and I and I'm so sick of it. And she's like, "Oh, au revoir!" Like leaves, goes back to the United States, divorces him. He's like behind the counter, at Yummy Pop, like depressed, like adding salt, adding oh, butter. <laughs> Meanwhile, I mean, I guess it's it's Yummy Pop is actually sort of nice because it's not as embroiled in l- legal battles as Jessica Biel's Oh Fudge. Did you hear oh, about that? Did you? I mean, from you. <laughs> You're obsessed with it. We were so promised I'm... seventh heaven, and instead we got Be... hell. <laughs> Chocolate dipped hell. Chocolate dipped hell. Jessica Biel is being sued. Well, Jessica Biel's company is being sued by, I guess, employees there because they're claiming that they never they got stiffed from their tips, and there's mm-hmm. like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars that allegedly have not been paid to them that are owed to them, and like, oh fudge, oh fudge is where. I mean, did you live in LA oh when fudge. oh fudge was open? It's like. Yes, people I would did. take their and kids there, right? That's the I thing. did. And the, yeah, the thing with Oh Fudge was that it had childcare in it. It was like a trendy <laughs> restaurant with also weirdly trendy childcare, which is conceptually a good idea, but in actuality, a total nightmare to execute. Like, why would you ever want to do that? Think about that, too. And also, it breaks like the number one rule, which is if you have childcare, you're not supposed to be in the place with them because then they just want to hang out with you. Like, it's really, you know what I mean? The kid would just yeah. come back to you or. Anyways, the whole thing is like a huge mess. And apparently the childcare part is not even the issue. The issue is that she, they straight up were not paying the tips that were owed to the staff at yeah, this, this restaurant. The lead of this people's story, Jessica Biel and her business partners at the Los Angeles kid-friendly restaurant Oh Fudge are in hot water for allegedly keeping more than $430,000 in gratuities from their employees and denying them meal and rest breaks. I got to say that's really bad language because... If you're fudge, you want to be in hot water. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my. <laughs> no. You know that what I, I mean? Make fudge? Um, what I'm trying to say to you is if you are a celebrity, putting your name on a restaurant is is really a bad idea. I really was, think it's a bad idea. What was Britney's like Nola? Britney had Nola. What? Yeah, Justin Timberlake has one in in New York. Southern Hospitality, which I went to more than once because I used to work. It's down not the street. bad. It's not bad. Um, it's fine. Are we done? 
I want to keep talking about O-Fudge. I really, listen, O-Fudge, if you're listening, fly us over. I want to record an episode in O-Fudge. No, Or Yummy Pop. Yummy Pop, if you're listening, fly us to Paris. (laughs) These are all terrible ideas. Terrible ideas. What is the value of this ad placement? Hey, we'll be in LA this week. Maybe we should go to (sighs) O-Fudge. We should go to... Can we? Here's the thing. Can we? Here's the thing. No. Can we? No. Lindsay, when, can we? N- no. I'm staying about an extra like, day. I can go. About like four or five years ago, Bobby and I were really into the thing where you would go places that are bad for fun. And then you realize as you get older, this is a really like wise thing. You realize as you get older that like, why would you go to places that are bad for fun? Like they're not that fun because they're bad. Do you know? No, I know you're right. So you don't really get that much joy from it. And so you learn to pick and choose your battles, which is like, I could go see a really, really, really shitty movie at midnight just like to see because it would be bad for fun. But then like my whole life is ruined. That's not fun. It's it's, it's harder and harder to enjoy things ironically as you age. (laughs) I mean, I enjoy things ironically all the time, but I'm saying I'm not going to put a lot of effort into it, like going to Jessica Biel's restaurant, Oh Fudge. For example, how many times have I been to uh, Sir, Vanderpump Rules Sir? Way more times than um, any self-respecting person should be going to a restaurant featured on a television show, you know? And I got to say, and it's like maybe uh, 2011 me would have been okay going to a bad movie at midnight, but um, year old me is not going to go to a bad movie at midnight anymore. <laughs> Did you just blur your own age? What are you, like Kim Cattrall? Like what? Like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, Lindsay. Okay, well, take your year old self and get the hell out of here. This episode is over. I'm too old for this shit. Thank you to all of our callers. We will see you in Los Angeles at the, what is it? The Hollywood Improv. Doing a Mm -hmm. show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Doing some improv. We're going to sell some merch if we can fit it in our carry-on. No, we're going to check a bag with some merch. Limited supplies. Limited supplies. Take the shirts off our backs. (laughs) They'll be yours for the low price. Joking. Um, what else? Uh, uh, I'm joking. It. They're high priced. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're done. Bye. Bye. See you this week. Later. <laughs> bye. 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 You will drive us. They want to know. Hey. Mia. Hey. Mia. Hey. How would you be famous? Yummy. You have to, if you say it like a French person, yummy pop. Yeah, then it's French. Yummy pop. That was a headgum podcast.